up at a time. This is tea time. Make a difference. One cup at a time. So be sure to grab your tea, grab a seat, and tune in to Miss Liz. Tea time. Making a difference. One cup at a time. Well, good afternoon and welcome back to Tea Time. We are here this afternoon and I have Radavia in the back. She is ready to spill a good strong tea with all of you guys out there. We're going to talk about inner peace, some childhood wounds. We're going to go deep. Today's Thursday is a deep Thursday. As we did this morning with John Callis, we talked about uh, inner child healing and abuse and ghetto and into Hollywood. And now we're going into the inner peace. And then tonight we're going to wrap it up a little earlier than usual at 5.30 instead of 7 p.m. So make sure to watch out for that with Bob Brown. And he'll be coming in with the tattoo murder. So we're all over, but we're going to do some really deep, deep stuff and deep talks today. So let me give you a little bit of disclaimer and then a little bit on Radavia. And then we're going to get her in here and we're going to share some good, strong tea with you this afternoon. Disclaimer for Miss Liz's Tea Time live show. Miss Liz, myself, is going live using StreamYard. Before leaving in a comment, please grant StreamYard permission to see your name at StreamYard.com. Please be advised that the content brought forward for any Tea Time show hosted by myself, Miss Liz, is always brought forward in good faith. However, may bring forth dialogues and opinions that are not representative of my platform. <coughs> the facts and information are perceived to be accurate at the giving time of airing. All Tea Time guests and audience participants are responsible for using their good judgment. And taking any action that may relate to the discussion. The, con the content brought forward may include discussions for some where they may be emotionally at risk. It's significant to know that this show is engaging in discussion forums only to offer and inspire awareness and connection and is not providing therapeutical advice. If you have any questions about the disclaimer or the panelist discussion, you may freely contact me, Miss Liz, through my email at bookymissliz at gmail.com. Moving forward, should you choose to voluntarily participate in today's show in any aspect, I myself, Miss Liz, welcomes you. And should you decide that the show is not made for you at this time, I respect those wishes and we'll see you at a later show at a later date and time. Again, all Tea Time shows are hosted on Thursday this year in 2023, 10 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Unless there's a change in the switch like there is tonight at 530 instead of 7. 
If you see a tea time that is not on a Thursday, it is a rescheduled tea time, which is done on a Monday or Tuesday, or it's a surprise guest that's coming in from season one, two, or three. So there's always tea time going on in Miss Liz's house. So now let me give you a little bit on Radavia. Radavia is a spirit-based healer, living from inner peace in spite of what is happening around you. Radavia is a servant of inner peace. She considers her deep childhood emotional wounds to be a blessing. They brought about self-healing and have enabled her to emphasize with the trails and tribulations of the human condition. Over the last 30 years, Redavia has kept her soul agreement by helping more than 2,000 clients to break the code of human conditioning and to integrate their soul's fragrances and fragrance she or she or adornedly serves the divine spark within each of us in one of their in one of their early messages the divine spark announced to Bredavia, we are a spark of life itself at birth we were a tiny seed that held the one wondrous truth of life the messages go on to support us in finding inner peace and are the subjects of her forthcoming book. Redavia is devoted to serve those who are ready to unveil inner peace in the midst of our chaotic world and to become liberated from human conditioning. So let me get her in here and then we're going to spill some tea together. So let me get Redavia in here. Welcome, Redavia. Oh, hi there, Miss Liz. I love, uh, you know, your presentation. Well, it... it I've been looking forward to this tea time because I I went and I searched you like I search everybody right that comes on tea time and I'm like this is what I need I need some inner peace from childhood wombs so I really want to talk about this so we're going to go really deep today together me and you and we're going to spill a good strong cup of tea uh, so Radavia I want to get into who you were as a little girl and who you are now as a grown woman oh wow it's like a, a, a rebirth, you know. Uh, so I was a very um, withdrawn, sad little girl. And I, um, I felt really wounded by my mother who really used a lot of uh, disturbing words to me because she, we could have died in childbirth and her fear really came out to me like I came in to kill her. You know, and the, the thing is when we are little and we are innocent, the only thing we have is we are here to give love and receive it back. And when we don't get that, we are really multidimensional selves at that time. We get the frequency. We get the energy from where people are expressing to us. It was not a, a good picture. And so I, I stepped back and I withdrew myself. And I commonly asked, why am I here? And I know a lot of children do that because they're feeling the despair between them and what the, the, the third dimension is. I really are. So anyway, I used to be, um, I'm a very deep um, 
contemplative person, still am. And I start, yeah, I don't want to ever to come back here. No. And, but in the meantime, when I was four years old, I learned about God. So in spite of my love for this God who is in heaven somewhere, I still had my own despairs to go through. I had my conditioning years of what I hear, who I am and how the world is and how you should be, is conflicting or covered over with this deep feeling inside that never go away. I wanna know where God is. So over the years of, um, and this is what I think a lot of people probably did in their own little way, is I walked away from my childhood. Some people disassociate from it. I literally walked away. So it, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a difference between disassociation, but it's the same kind of thing. You want to forget it, but <laughs> it was always in the frontal lobe of my brain. I never could forget it. And I thought, oh, if I get a lobotomy, then I would forget it because it, it, it was haunting me. And I, and I, um, I went through life with my own sadness and my own struggles, but yet there was a sense of spirituality. There was something there that, that held me into all of those feelings. And one day I, um, I was going through a very deep relational emotion. Oh my goodness. I wanted to hide under the smallest corner of, of, of where I could find in my house. A, a mystical thing happened. The child stood in front of me. My eyes are opened. She's looking straight in my eyes with the saddest face. And I thought, I don't connect with you. I actually said that I don't connect with you. So, you know, just go. And <clears throat> for three weeks, she was there to the point where I really remember verbally got mad and said, I don't want to see you. Just go. Just go. But after the three weeks, without any conversation, something in me said, I need to connect with her. And I had no idea how to do it. How do I do that? Something I've locked away and forgotten. And I got to understand <clears throat> In one um, moment of visiting a massage therapist, who I understood do other things. And she said, it's going to be easy for you. And the key that I got there, she says, just breathe and see what comes up for you. Immediately, something came up for me. And I said, you don't expect me to tell you when I've been hiding all my shame. I never talked about anything that happened in my childhood. You want me to tell you. It was about 20 minutes. I struggled with it. And there was another part of me that said, you came here for something and you need to not leave without, with it. And so I told her, 
I said. First thing that came to me is that I was sexually molested. I thought she was going to say, oh my God, that was terrible. <laughs> she acted like I had asked her for a glass of water. I thought to myself, you're not shocked to hear that. And in that moment, I recognized that after saying that, the emotions of that connected to my memory. And I knew that I had to go home. I got, I got the key. The key is the emotion is the Velcro that holds the memory stuck. I got that key and I went home and I knew that I had to do my own self-healing. <clears throat> it is through my self-healing that I got to really learn about the human conditioning. And over the years, I got to understand that's what my soul is here to do. First of all, I had to understand through my own experiences how wounding affects children. And that has left me today with the deepest compassionate heart because when people like, you know, we know there's a lot of chaos happening on the planet. <laughs> we can't deny that. What's happening? They haven't touched the essence of their being. They're still living from their conditioned self. And instead of me having an opinion about it, I have a place of compassion and deep understanding because I've been there. And I opened up to the essence of my soul. And I now, you know, from there to here, I now live in inner peace. And that's why I said I'm an inner peace guide. I know the pathway to get here. And I know the pathway, not through a book, but through my own experiences. And I do that with such love and compassion because I don't forget how it was. So I am, I am, I am, I think my, my, I'm holding a code. I have the code of <clears throat> feeling with empathy, the pain that humanity carries, but I don't hold it any longer. I'm on a different frequency that I can hold love and compassion without feeling um, sorrow or, or um, a feeling of, of suffering through, for them. I can now hold that place to bring them out of that like I did for myself. So it's a very deep, passionate um, thing that I'm doing and, and, and my life um, would, would never be the same to do anything else because I started a, a very successful business and it was successful and that was not enough because that's not my soul's agreement to do. So this is where I am today and really, really want to support people so much because based on the, the divine sparks messages, they are yearning. And they said um, the deepest pain that they have is that they can't share their love in the world. Why, why is that? 
<clears throat> if we are heaven, if they're covered over, our essence, our spark is covered over with conditioning, they are locked away and they have, they're helpless to live the life. So when I had the vision the first time of this little boy coming to me with a golden key and he has one hand over his head with a golden key and he said, we are here to help the adults, but first they have to free us out of confinement. I knew exactly what that was because for 30 years I had been helping my clients through doing clearing inner child work. And I realized that the children that I used to hear when I get to that place for integrating them, so with retrieval, it's the divine spark that I was clearing. I was not, I was not clearing a person, I was clearing the pain and the emotions that was covered over the essence of our being. Before Ritivi, I, I could really you. understand it. Yes. I want to ask you a few questions because you're, you're bringing a lot of things to the table. You know, when you were mm -hmm. saying that little girl was in your life for like three weeks and you were like, get out of here. You know, when you were saying that, I was like, Redavia was sexually abused. I, I, I just knew because you knew we, that. We, we pulled away from our bodies, right? We, we tried to get rid of our childhood when we get sexually abused because we're violated. The innocence is robbed from us, so we don't know where to go. So we kind of disassociate or we kind of just pretend that it never happened or, you know, change our lives. We won't talk about it. It'll just go away. That little girl will just go away. That little boy will just go away. And the inner child screams inside and says, I'm still here. Listen to me. Sadness. We need peace, right? We need that peace in order to find the inner peace. If we can't heal our inner child, then we don't have that inner peace within us. And that, and, and that's what I found that you do with your work is that you bring that peace to the table because you lived it, you experienced it. So you can come to the table and you can say, you know what? I'm not just, I didn't just go to school and take a course and learn by books. I lived it. I understand where you're coming from. And I think that's where we really get huge impacts in life. When we start working with people who live it, not just read it or just study it, you know, I, and to all the viewers out there, I'm not knocking down scientists and, 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 and schools. And I'm saying when we live something, we can actually speak from our hearts on it and we actually make a deeper impact. And so, and, yes. So there's a difference. Education is important. But education is what we learn. Experiences is where the wisdom comes from. So we, we, we can't cut off. We have to open to whatever it is that the imprint in our body is holding. Everything that happened in our lives are imprinted, good and bad. And the next thing is too, is that when I was two years old, you know, was my first memory of physically wounding from my mother and locked away into a little story. And that was a major impression. So that in itself, first of all, 
moved me away from the family. I was like a loner, which was a good thing. I didn't pick up the, a lot of their behaviors. I was off on my own, which was really good at the time. But I think that's a good thing, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think that it, a deep you, you don't pick up all of the, the addictions, the abuse, the negative, right? Is when we're, and it's a blessing. Like you said, it was a blessing of your childhood because it gave you the wisdom today to speak on this, to open up the yes. doors and not for others. And, you know, being a survivor of sexual abuse, I get where you're coming from. Because that's what we do is we pull ourselves away. We protect ourselves as children. But when we grow up to be adults, our little child in us, our inner child is saying, I'm here still. Let me live yeah. with you, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Because when we become adults, we kind of just try to get rid of it. It's like you said, you tried to send her away. You're like, get out of here. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to see you. I know you're, but go away, you know? And until you really faced it then the healing starts right and and the thing is to miss Liz, is that please all of you listening remember that uh, when you're a child you're innocent your spark you came in with your soul's essence and when all these things happen to you you, you, you become a survivor. You create masks. You create a way to live to um, support the rest of the societal, you know, way they are. And and we've lost the, we've lost our path, and we forget about our our spark, our divine spark. And that's why they came to me and said, "I want humanity to hear this." Yeah. Because we are all suffering. You know, a lot of people need to understand that they are not the suffering. They are just suffering the suffering. They are just suffering the experience. And, and that we are the essence of our being. And when you really get to feel that, there's so much freedom, forgiveness, and peace. And that's why I really want people to understand to have permanent peace, you got to live from the essence of your being. We can be peaceful at times. You know, someone may say, but I feel peace. But how long does it last? It lasts as long as something else top comes up and you, you hit a wall. Yeah. So that's, that's not... <clears throat> what we're here to be like. We're not here to live temporarily into a good place. Well, Rivia, we have to live from within to the out, right? And society right. teaches Perfect. us to live from the out to the in. So they, they program yeah. us, society has programmed us to live backwards. So then when we yes. struggle, we kind of pull in and we hide, we shelter ourselves. Instead of being able to communicate and releasing and letting our sparks shine, you know, because we all have a different energy. We all have a different light and we all sparkle in a different way. And we really need to start looking within ourselves and start spilling within, not without, 
within. Because when we're looking on the outer shell, you might see a nice body, you might see a nice face, but there's a whole lot of ugly in the inside because it's suffering. So until you heal that inside, it doesn't matter how pretty you look on the outside, the inside is still hurting. Absolutely correct. Perfectly expressed. Yes. And maybe I, I, when I checked your website and I checked out who you were and Jacqueline sent me to you, I was just like, I really understand where she's coming from. I really understand the work you do. And I really want to thank you for your services because we need more services like you that are working with the inner peace because a lot of people don't even know what inner peace is because they're mm-hmm. battling the outer shell so much that they don't know what's within themselves. Yes. And, and you know, in my service too, I don't say Radhavi is doing it. I said the, the, the divine works through me. And I really, yeah. I really mean that. And um, however, in our physical life, we have to learn about pain and suffering. We have to learn about coming home to inner peace. So this is how the divine uses the wisdom and experience that we have gained in the physical to support the world. Yep. But then it's not about me any longer. I like that you say that, Ravia, because I like that you say that it's not about me because, yes, there are stories. Yes, it's us that have gone through the suffering, but we're all connected through the energies and sparks. We're all connected dot by dot, the invisible red thread of connection. You know, we were connected for a reason. You you could have been at any other podcast, but you're here today with me because our energies had to connect. Our, our, our sparks had to connect in order to bring that message stronger to the table, you know? Um, so I want to ask you, maybe, Davia, if I give you the letters TEA, what three words would you give me to explain your story to the viewers? No, it's a man. Say that again. Uh, what, three, what, three, what three words would you give me to explain your T today? Oh, I am... Um... I'm a servant of inner peace. I'm a servant. I'm a servant of inner peace. I help people to guide, to awaken, to inner peace in the midst of chaos. So, and I live that life. I do live that life. Otherwise, I couldn't take anybody there. And we live in such a messed up world that it is so chaotic, you know, it doesn't give us time to heal ourselves because it's just go, 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 go. You know, we need to settle down. We need to slow ourselves down. So what do you do to slow yourself down? It's so easy for me to feel gratitude, you know, gratitude for the simplest thing. And if we, it, it, it The mind affects the body, how we feel. So if we keep saying, oh, my God, you know, life is so tough. Look, what, I just listened to something. It's so tough. I hear on the news what's going on. We are bringing that thought and that energy 
into our body and we're living it. So I want to say something simple. And we all know about gratitude. But when we say it with meaning, okay, so you may say, what am I grateful for today? That's a really great way to say it. What am I grateful for today? All right. I'm, I'm still owe money. I have a difficult time. Or maybe I don't have a job right now. But consider the breath that you breathe into your body. The life force is one of the most powerful things that you can do. And appreciate it. Appreciate that you're breathing in your life for one more at least time to see how can I be at peace, for instance. That's an idea. And so in the mornings when you wake up, what would I like to start the day with? Okay, I'm going to look outside and see nature. And the beauty and the stillness, because they, the nature does not talk back to me in, in anger or distress. Nature... When we are still, we will feel something that can't be explained. There's a stillness, and there's a silence, and there's a beauty. It's all here in consciousness, but we have to hold that place and listen. Listen from the inside, not from here. And so there are many, many things in life to be grateful for. And when we eat, you know, bless, just bless the food. Just say, give thanks for, for the, the, the person who planted this, the gardener. They, 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 and just give thanks because, oh my gosh, and thanks to the earth for allowing this to grow. You know, life in that matter is rich from that simplicity. So those are some thoughts I think I would love someone to take to heart. I like that you're bringing that up to the table because we don't say thank you for our food enough. You know, a lot of people don't have food and we take advantage of simple things like food. Yeah. Give a simple thanks to it. It's like saying thanks to a child. They give you a rock. Say thank you. Don't just toss the rock, hold the rock and understand why that child gave you a rock. You know, uh, I want to get into the war because I, I noticed that you use wounds a lot instead of trauma. Now, is there a reason why you do that? There's a deep wound, I think, in humanity. And if we just stop and look, the, this wound is like lifetimes and lifetimes, ancestral and thing. But the deep wound to me at this moment is to say, I don't remember the divine source. I feel cut away. Remember, I feel separate from that divine source. So the existential part of us has left a great deal of emotional pain, wounding to say, I have fallen from grace. So 
one of the things that I'd like to share with your listeners to just consider your computer. Your computer has a screen. And on the screen, you're seeing all kinds of things. You're seeing the movies, you see, you're seeing a lot of things. Difficult things, nice things. But you, we could only see it through the screen. Okay, when the screen is turned off, the screen is always the same. It doesn't matter what's being shown. The, the screen is never disturbed by anything that comes on the, uh, on the screen. You are this undisturbed part of your being. You are being aware of what's going on there, but you are this undisturbed aspect of your being. That's your divine essence that is aware, aware of what goes on in life, aware of what it is your free will is doing, but it always stays in that place of light and love. You are the screen <clears throat> of light and love. Don't ever forget. <clears throat> when things go bad, <clears throat> stop and say, I am the screen. I'm undisturbed by this. I'm only being aware of what's going on. You bring yourself back to I am not that belief state. I used to think I was, but I'm not. This is how they, I was trained to think I'm my body, I'm the biological self. No, this is your sacred temple. Without your sacred temple, your soul, your divine spark could never be able to live in a material world and to be in service to the divine or to feel love. So that's an important thing to remember. You are not your body. You are what is expresses through your body, the spark. Yeah. yeah and we, we, we don't talk about the spark much, right? We hide that spark because we live in a world where society says, do not shine, stay in the dark. You, you, stay in stay, fear. Stay fear. in fear. Yes. Fear. I want to talk about fear and awakening because for my listeners out there, I want them to understand that there's a huge difference because we do need a little bit of fear in order to be awakened. You know, because without the fear, we cannot go over to the other side of awakeness. We need dark in order to get to the light. We need wounds in order to sign and say, you know what, let's heal our wounds. Let's work within, you know. So I want to talk to you about fear and awakening. Good. There comes a time in our lives, you know, to me, I said the soul is here to learn, grow, and evolve. There comes a time when the soul says, I can't do this any longer. Just like me when my child came and said, look, this is a mystical moment. You have to face what it is you left behind you. Now, fear, in, in my world, fear is 
it's the guardian of your heart. Why, did it, why is it for your guardian of the heart? Because of our conditioned self. We are feared into being what we should be. And oh my goodness, if we didn't pass, if we didn't get the best marks in school, you know how some children, what they go through? Fear. That's just one simple thing. You go to school, they don't like you, or you, one bad child really want to beat you. Fear. You go to church, and they're telling you all kinds of things about what you shouldn't do, what you should do, fear. So all of those things block us from being stuck <clears throat> into being frozen into behavior. <clears throat> and we continue to try on the outside. But we have to go in. And only when we go in and we start to unveil the guardian at the heart, the, the fear, Break away the heart. Some some people have a real wall around their hearts because it's so frightening. As you, when you're young, you're helpless. You don't know what to do with all of this that's happening to you. Just imagine you're innocent and you're helpless. It creates a a, a covering and a protection. We must remember that we, like on the screen, we are not that. We are the screen, the unperturbed, the innocence. A new spark is, is wrapped up behind you. We have to unwrap that, not to go back to who we really are. And once we start to do that, we, be, we start to become much more open, much more open. We... we um, are drawn to meditations or different things in life. We no longer hang out with these things that are distracting. We move our friends, some of our friends, we may change them. We know we're on the way to another frequency. And as we continue to that, you, you, may meet, you feel, I, I'm, I want a teacher, I want a teacher. Or I want somebody to help me who I feel can be support me. Or I can read one of these Awakened Teacher's books. I can read Eckhart Tolle's book, for instance. Everybody knows Eckhart Tolle. And something starts to take you deeper into your heart. And the more you live in your heart, you begin to feel that divinity in you. And you begin to perhaps react differently to life. Life comes through you, not at you at that moment. And you begin to become more awakened to what you are. And, you know, and it's not a, a mental thing. You won't find uh, awakened in your mind. You have to go to this place within you. And in my book, I have some freedom explorations, which means help you to open up, to find out who are you, who am I, and different practices. And, it's, and they're really very beautiful to, to help people with that because it's not just a, a book telling you how you lived. It's a book that opens your heart to want to come home.
And with the Divine Sparks messages is very touching. Do you have the book near you? The book is going to be published by the end of the year. So the, the title oh, of the okay. book. Yeah, that, I was like, book. oh, did I miss something? Because I didn't see a book. And I was like. <laughs> no, the book is exactly how I live my life. It's the Divine Spark Speaks is on the top. It's an awaken to inner peace in the midst of chaos. And then the subtitle is free yourself from human conditioning. So it's an invitation to come home to yourself. Now for that's somebody my, that, yes, go, go ahead. ahead. So it's my life's journey. Yes. No, go ahead. We just have a delay in the thing. I just said, it's my life's journey. It's, 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 I finally, I got it finally. That's my soul had an agreement like to be this person that I am today. And you know, I wanted to really tell everybody, you all had an agreement to be here, but you have to be in the silence and within yourself to say, what is it I'm here to do? Freedom. Keep working on the inner and you find it because it took me a while to realize, oh my God, this passion that I have is exactly what I agreed to do. So you like, discovered I like that statement. Agreement to be here. You know, we're, yes. we're not present. We need to start being present in our life. You know, a lot of people say, Well, I'm here. No, are you really here? There's a huge That's difference right. of knowing if you're really here. You can say, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I'm watching. I'm listening. But are you truly listening? Are you truly taking in? You know, there's so much that we don't teach ourselves because the innocence has been robbed from us. So we put that, that shell up. We put that cage up right away. When something gets really uncomfortable and it's too, nope, we're going right back in that cage. We're going right, you know we're protecting that wounded child, but we have to heal that child. And that child is us. You know, a lot of people don't even understand what inner child wounds are because we don't speak of it. It's a stigma. It's a taboo. Don't, shh, don't talk about the inner child, you know, because it makes people uncomfortable. A lot of people want um, us to forget about stuff, right? Yes. So one of the things they said to me, we are not a wounded child. We are divine sparks. So, you know, and oh, one thing I wanted to say is that when I was a little girl, I was sad and withdrawn. So I didn't play a lot. Now, my little, my little girl is so expressing her innocence. I, I, I see the, the dried leaves like it's fall falling. And I enjoy, and I said, oh my gosh, the divine, nothing falls without the divine. And I touch my plants and no, just what a little child would do. And it's so free. It, I feel the essence of my child in me all the time. It doesn't have any wounds anymore. And that's what I really want adults to get to. You, you never leave your child. It's the child that is in, it holds that innocence. One it, once it's cleared, the innocence, and it's expressing its innocence and the spark throughout your whole body. 
Yeah. You know, you know, and the inner child wants to play because it was robbed of its innocence as a little child. So when we get uh, older, it wants us to play. It wants us to create and create. You know, we get into arts, we get into music, we get into dancing. It's the little child within us that wants to come out and they want to yes. say, let me enjoy, let me have some fun, you know, let me have some peace for once. And we're in a safe space now where we can actually do that. We can dance, we can play, we can do music, we can do art, you know, because we, we are the controllers of our spark, you know. Whether we spark it or we don't, we have to serve it. Um, and I love the word servant because we don't say that enough. The word servant. I don't know why. I think it's a fear. I don't know if it's society, but the servant of within ourselves, the servant to serve, you know, the servant to say grace, like just being grateful and having that openness. I want to get into a few other things before we wrap up. You have a retreat. So can you tell us a little bit about the retreats? Oh, my my website is changing a bit. And um, since the book is coming out, I am um, being guided to do different things. So it's the retreat used to be a one-on-one. -on -one. Only that person, me. And trust me, the, <laughs> I, I work with them twice a day. So like the whole day. I mean, it, it's just... Now what I'm doing, I'm going to do more online retreat with groups. I'll be working more with groups because I can hold that space for more than one at a time. And so through the book, I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have um, intensive. And what I call, the reason I use the word intensive it's because you're going to be practicing. You're going to not just hear. You have to practice. And you're going to have to let everything out. And believe me, I'm empathic and I am spiritual. I'm, I, I, I'm forceful from love. And so it's, I'm going to do just 10 people each time because... I want it to be a small group so people can feel safe and and it's an intimate group. So that is my next plan to do. More with groups and I of think people. It's, and I think it's important that it's a safe place, right? Because Ooh. the child is already wounded. The innocence oh. already been robbed. So they're looking for safety, right? I know when I go for retreats or for groups or any kind of counseling or service to help me heal within myself, is I need to know it's safe, first of all. So for me, oh, it's, it's the energy. So when I come into a room, I can feel if that energy is going to help me or if it's going to put me even further back. And I can say, no, thank you. It's not for me. Are you able to do that now that you've started your self-healing? I tell people all the time, I said, okay, take my 20 minute. Somebody may call me and said, you know, I want to... We set up some sessions with you. I said, good. First of all, let's do the 20-minute complimentary. There's a lot that happens in that compliment because there's a there's an energetic connection happening. And I will always say, now, 
you want to come to see me or someone may say, I'm a great person to help you. But I want to tell you, don't ever go to anybody you don't feel safe with and you don't trust. And I said, the reason for that, you will never open fully. And I can't help you if you don't open fully. So I'm I'm really upfront and I'm I'm so passionate too. It's not about me. It's about you, the person who needs help. And I'm here to serve you in that way. So it has to be for that person. Yeah. It ha well, so it humility has to be because, you know, it has to be, yeah. Davia, because if you're not safe, like you said, you're not going to open. So how are you fully going to heal yourself if you've got that guard up? You know, That's you might have exactly. four poles, you let down three poles, that one pole you're still holding on to and you're like, mm, you know, it's like when yeah. you do meditation, I can do meditation to 99%. I can't get to that 1% because I'm not allowing that 1%. I, I stop it because I'm scared of the unknown when I'm not feeling safe. That 1% will keep me from not opening up. And, and that's why I'm glad that you have the 20 minute free session because it actually allows that person to say, you know what, I'm only going to give you 99. I'm not giving you a hundred. Exactly. Exactly. So honesty and, you know, to be in your integrity and to live, to serve from humility. Look, that's the most important thing. That's the most important. You know, we have to stay humble too within ourselves. You know, we need to know what our guidelines are and what we feel comfortable with because each situation is different. Both of us are survivors of sexual abuse. You might be able to be in a room where I might not be able to be in that room, you know, because of the smells, the senses, the the aroma that, you know, just the, the layout of the room could be a trigger, uh, you know, and triggering has a lot to do with the inner child when the inner child is wounded still and, and not able to spark and not able to shine. It holds itself back and it says, mm -mm, this any safe place for me. I'm not coming here. And no matter how nice it looks or how much people say, no, no, come on, trust me, trust me. That inner child is what you should be trusting because the inner child lives within you and it's your spark, your energy, you know? And I, I really, again, because of the services that you bring to the table, you give people that opportunity to say, you know what, my spark will shine here because I feel safe. You know, it's interesting. You should say that because many times when I work with, with my clients, we go find the little child that's wounded. Uh, we get to the place because they lead me. They there and the the child will say to me, "I've been waiting for you. I'm glad you're here." And I didn't really know the truth of that, but I know it was the essence. It was the spark that it's so covered over that was waiting for me to be there. 
because I know I could feel the love and safety and compassion. They know I know them. Took me a while to really get why they speak to me a lot, you know, so. We, you know, so and I, I would say, we're all learning, growing, and evolving. So I have a question for you, Randavia. You, you grew up as a wounded child because of your mom. How is your relationship with your mom after you started healing your inner child? That's interesting. My mother passed away when very young, when she was 61. And I remember she came to my house one soon after. And she said, I'm sorry. And I, I did not know this, but there was like a, a weight that fell off my shoulders. But that was not over. As I continued growing, I just no longer felt um, a detachment to her. But the, the healing continued because in, in as I continued to evolve, now she, remember she's gone. She's, her, she, her physical body is gone. And I was in a really great place of um, compassion. It was a heightened compassion that was from another dimension. I was listening to an awakened teacher. And the, the tears of, of divine and service was so deep, I was crying. And I went to my therapy room, which I never, I've never done before. And as I sat in the, in the seat that my client commonly sits, I felt my mother's hand on my shoulder. And in that place, my sensitivity and my emotion was so clear. I cried out all her childhood stuff and I knew what was happening. And when it was over, her hand was still there. And I thought to myself, what else can I do? What else is there that's missing? And on that deep level, I said to her, I forgive you. And that was it. Because love forgives. And when you hold someone into a blame, when they know they were, they were also struggling in their conditioned self, the real beauty of who they are never, ever touched you. Because they had forgotten that part themselves. So that, that was what happened with my mother and I. And um, I got to the place where when I say my mother comes from my heart. And I didn't realize it. I did not realize it until my own healing continued. I would, my mother, it was just a statement. And I saw the difference. I, want, I, so, I wanted to ask you that question, Rodavia, because a lot of us wounded children are wounded because of our mothers, you know, and we build this wall of protection. And then when we have our own children, it, it, it seems to come off as we, we don't want to be like our moms, but we end up being like our moms in certain areas because we haven't forgiven our moms to move on to becoming a mom. We're holding the pain in here. And when I forgive my mother, it was about the forgiveness that cleared my imprints also. 
And there's something that's coming to me now. When that happened, I'm holding a frequency in me that helps other people when they come to me who are having a pain with their mother. It frequency is here to open to you. So we, we, Davia, what are the final words that you would like to leave the listeners with before we wrap up? I really want people to remember that who they have always thought they are, really not what they are. They are the divine spark. Really wanted to remember. And if you can't remember, you just say, I'm a divine spark. So what is a spark? You could ask yourself that. And create some kind of feeling about it. So let's all live in <coughs> love and peace. Let's all together, because we're all sparks, all of us. The, 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 um, the homeless on the street is my brother. I, I see them now as my brother. I have money to hand them. So it's not about what we do in the world that makes us special. We are all special, although you have some may have some hidden beliefs about you. Don't forget that. Well, I really want to thank you for joining me today on Tea Time and sharing the inner peace, you know, and if anybody would like to reach out to you, how could they reach out to you? Good. They can reach out to me on my website. Take my 20-minute complimentary. And um, so that's where you'll find me. And... Um, Thank you for being there and, and listening. And hopefully there's something that I've said to you that has planted a seed in you. I love that you said that planted a seed because if when you watch the replay, if you're watching the replay, you'll see in the beginning of the video that I put a seed because we all need to plant seeds in order to start. Oh, you do. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> that. <laughs> And the reason we that we go. need to plant is right. And we plant a seed by connecting, by planting a seed of communication, conversation. You know, there's different ways of planting seeds. And today we planted a seed together to make a difference for inner peace, for inner child healing, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I really want to thank you for coming and sharing your tea with us and, you know, serving, serving the inner peace. Because we really need to bring inner peace to today's world. And when your book comes out, please let me know so I can get that out there to all the listeners and that. So we can grab our copies of your book as well. So. I would. Thank you so much for having me. You, you know, you relate, you relate so well to all my conversation. There was a really synergistic thing that was happening between us. You were very understanding you and just asking questions you were expressing yourself and I really I really love that you do what you do so thank you well thank world you world so needs much. more of this kind of conversation 
absolutely yes. right we need real good strong cup of teas out there so for anybody that would like to know more about miss liz's tea times check out miss liz's yes. uh, strong tea. check out my website at <laughs> www.misslizesteatime or check out the youtube channel check out all the podcast stations out there that are out there miss liz's tea time if it's not Miss Liz's Tea Time, it's Tea Time with Miss Liz. It's reverse. There are some that have Tea Time with Miss Liz. Some have Miss Liz's Tea Time. But I will see everybody back at 5.30 p.m., not 7 tonight, for the last Tea Time with Bob Burrell. And we'll be talking about mm -hmm. the tattoo murder. And it's not about a tattoo, so you'll have to tune in for that one. And I'll see everybody at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the last Tea Time of this week.